Welcome to Revival is Here Again with Apostle Goodhart. God is about to speak directly to you as this message is guaranteed to impact your life. As you listen today, expect that God's Word has been sent in your direction to bring about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me to receive God's Word through His choice vessel, Apostle Goodhart O. Equeme. If you have your Bible this beautiful Sunday morning, I'm particularly deeply excited at the many things that God is doing in our midst. As a matter of fact, I believe that we are at a precipice, at a juncture, major one, of a busting forth. I really believe it. I really do. And I believe that under this open heavens, we are enjoying. Listen. Literally anything and everything is possible. I feel like jumping. You know what? I really believe that God has begun to show us flickers. Amber of the great flame we'll see in the year 2023. 2023 shall be a defining year for Rogic. But I tell you, a defining year for Nigeria. And, and by that I say to you, with all humility and sense of boldness, there is a divine connection with the destiny of Nigeria and the destiny of this ministry. Hmm. Let me say it again so you can write it down. There is a divine, not my agenda, a divine connection between the destiny of Nigeria and the destiny of this ministry. What will be happening here in the next six days is called the gathering. The gathering. It was on account of the turning of the new season in Nigeria, election year, four or five years ago, that the GPPA was initiated. Correct. Correct? The vision God gave me initially was to pray for one month for Nigeria. You remember that? September. Then, one month. For one month, we moved to the end of the year, and GPPA has existed since then. So, GPPA was tied to Nigeria initially, but it became global. <laughs> this is not just a gathering in a year. This is the gathering before election. So, eh? the gathering. I, I'm, I'm, here you are, It's the gathering before election. Now, you see, God does not necessarily move in public. So what God will be doing on October 1 here, in secrecy, on this holy altar, is going to affect Nigeria in very, very major ways. It's an altar. It's an altar. So I, I want you to have a sense of weight, of importance, of what God is said to do on October 1. It's a high altar. As we Nigerians, as we the church, lift our voice in prayer and praise, just like it was by Jehoshaphat, in 2 Chronicles 20, listen, though it seems, oh boy, <laughs> it seems that the enemies against the progress of Nigeria is more than those who desire progress. And they say there's no system. But the virtue of what God will begin to do, as that altar is raised, the enemies of Nigeria will collude amongst themselves. And I'm speaking roughly here. <laughs> Hello, somebody. This altar, I say it again, is tied to Nigeria. By the way, um, October 1 shall be, it won't be like last year in this place. And I'm speaking in parables. There's a way we were here last year that we're not here this year. 
You see, you see, until you land, you haven't landed. When you have land, you have authority. To make pronouncement you couldn't be when you didn't have land. I'm speaking in codes and parables. The gathering. The theme God gave me is light out of darkness. Listen, light out of darkness is not light into darkness. I'm not confused. Light out of darkness is more mysterious. That means in the midst of darkness, light will come out. It's already happening. They say, <laughs> let me stop there. Uh, Second Corinthians. Hallelujah. Praise God. Second Corinthians 5.10, Amplified Classic. We'll read together as a family. We'll be on our way. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. For we must all appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ. So that each one may receive his pay. His pay. His wage. Because you're working. Whether you know it or not. According to what he has done in the body. Whether good or evil. Considering what his purpose and motive have been. And what he has achieved. Being busy with and giving himself and his attention to accomplishing. So the assignment this morning, living in the light of eternity, part number three. Our Father and our God, we are deeply grateful, delighted and honored to be alive and to be a part of of what you're doing in the nation and the nation of the world in these last days. We're grateful to be a small part of your mighty movements in the earth. Once again, I beseech you to take a call of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clay of this seventh son of yours that this hour I will come to these, your people, online, on site, with a thus said the Lord, with us always to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor even in Jesus' wondrous name we pray. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. You may please be seated in God's wonderful presence. Hallelujah. I want to very sincerely encourage you, challenge you, if I will demand that you go back to the earlier part of this teaching series, part one, part two. For those who are not here on Wednesday, we went further. Please, all available free of charge online at the various social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook. I beseech you to please go hear them. It will bless you tremendously. Um, once you hear me say this quite often, um, I'm saying that with a different mode because uh, I feel very persuaded. Please listen carefully. I feel very persuaded that this subject matter of Eternity consciousness, which is one of our 10 core values for those who are here, um, is one of the major um, uh, courses, not elective, major course uh, in the journey of revival and seeking to walk in the glory of the Lord. What is it? Eternity consciousness. Uh, it's not an elective course. If you don't grasp this as a major course, uh, you may miss the destination of revival. It's important. It's important. And um, by way of a little recap, we begun to see how life-changing a renewed consciousness of eternity is for both believers and unbelievers. When you come to terms with the reality that your life here on the earth, as James says, is but a vapor. Ayah that appeareth in a little while disappeareth and what James called a vapor could be years as many as 90, 100, 110, 120, it's long life, no matter how long your years are here, um, it's a vapor in comparison to the longevity of eternity. 
So whilst you may rejoice that your years are long here, in comparison to eternity, it's really nothing. It's like a drop of water in the blue ocean. And a man who only looks at life with a parameter of zero birth to death uh, has missed the whole essence of life. Because life or lifetime, it's called a lifetime. Life is timed. Uh, yeah. Lifetime is given for you and to you to prepare for eternity. Bible declares in Hebrews 9.17, I believe it is, that is appointed unto man once to die and then come at the judgment. So there is an appointment every man will keep ultimately. It's either rapture will meet you or you will ultimately keep that appointment. My God. So the way to keep an appointment without regret is to know the appointment is inevitable and begin to live towards that date. Praise the Lord somebody. Now God is the only one who has no birthday nor death day. But everybody born of a woman, you have a death day. Once you're born, you have a death day. In fact, Job says that every, woman born, every man born of a woman is born in, into suffering, into wickedness. That's not your case when you're born again, but that's the reality of those who are born by women. You're born into a very wicked world. Maybe that's why a baby does not laugh when he or she is born. She cries. What a world. Praise God, somebody. <laughs> what a world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right there in the womb of mama, everything was calm. Ain't no, ain't no fuel crisis. Ain't no this government. Ain't no corruption or corruption. You know, in the womb there, everything is just peaceful. It's like heaven on earth. But when you're born, yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise God. But there comes a day if you're so fortunate to meet the Lord that God will turn your tears to joy. Oh, listen, there are two categories of human beings on the earth. One are those who have their papa and their daddy to be Satan. In fact, Jesus said in John 8, 44, that, that, that you have Satan, your father, who is a liar. Uh, and when he lies, he speaks of his own natural language. But, but, but for us who are in church, if you are born again, the Bible tells me we have been delivered. Not you will be delivered. You've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. You've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. That means your daddy and your father is now God Almighty. That's why you can say, Abba, Father. It's a joy to know that your father is not just your biological father only but you have a God in heaven who has no birthday nor death day somebody shout Abba Father and one of the characteristics of having God as your father is this Romans 8 14 as many as are led by the Holy Ghost are called the sons of the Holy Ghost he, 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 sons of the father. he wants to lead you as a son as a shepherd he wants to guide you he wants to guard you he wants to lead you so don't live your life without direction is dangerous. They say where you ought to go. Praise the Lord somebody. You can't go the way of other people who have devil as their father. No sir. That's why you, you don't feel uncomfortable being seen as an alien, as a stranger. Because you're really a stranger in this world. If you're a child of God, the Bible says you ought to see yourself as a gazing stock before people. But you see, unfortunately, many of God's kids have gotten so comfortable with the world system. They behave like them. They talk like them, they live like them, like the proverbial uh, uh, eagle, uh, eagle that was thrown amongst eagles and uh, amongst chickens, and, and the, the mama chicken raised all the, all, the, all the chicks, including the baby eaglet, and the eaglet forgot that there's something in his DNA that can show up. And he was pecking all along and pecking all along. But one day, they went to the riverbank and they saw, or he saw, a mighty eagle in the air. It wasn't flapping like other chickens, but it was gliding, it was showing. He looked at the mirror and said, Hey, that looks like me and guess what the moment he saw mama eagle said i can do that he she spread the wings and she began to fly began to fly hey saints you are not a chicken you are an eagle uh, what am I saying? There's something about you that should distinguish you from your peers. You're carrying, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're carrying a different kind of DNA. The lot of the world ought not to be your lot. When they're going down, people like you and I, we are going up. When they're broke, we're being, why? Our case is different. 
You're no eagle. You're no chicken. You're an eagle. You're no dog. You're a lion. The lion is a king of the wild. You carry the DNA of who? The lion of the tribe of Judah. That's why you ought to know when to roar. That's a roar. Hallelujah. 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 In the light of eternity, everything of worth and value on this side of eternity pales in insignificance compared to the value and the worth of eternity. We began to see that it's important to see the clear relationship with things, possessions, treasures, properties, name them, as how they relate to us will also determine to what degree of eternity consciousness we have. The less eternity conscious you are, listen carefully, you become earthly bound and earthly conscious. The bling blings and the house, the car, they really, really matter to you. And you may not know it, but those things that matter to you, they begin to sip into your heart and begin to compete for the place of God. But Jesus said, where your heart is, there your treasure will be. By extension, where your treasure is, is an indication of where your heart is. And we saw all of that in part one. We also saw that it is possible for you and I to translate our earthly treasure to become heavenly treasure. We saw that. And we saw that how to live in time with this mindset of being eternity conscious is to live holding the things of this life loosely. Loosely. In the words of Job in Job 121, naked I came, naked I depart. That means nothing in this life should really matter to you compared to eternity. It's for the using. It's for the perishing. We saw again that everything in this world and everybody in this world is death doomed or doomed for corruption and decay. As much as it's in the world, the law of corruption sets in. The law of decay sets in. Hallelujah. We see in the words of Apostle Paul, he testifies in Philippians 4 verse 11, NLT and 12. Not that I was ever in need, for I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing. Oh, yeah. On almost nothing. Or with everything. It's like two extreme, extreme of the pendulum. Almost nothing and everything. So I've known how to live. Hear this. It says, I have learned. So it's a learning. It's a process. You're not born with it. You're not born with the ability to accommodate wealth or poverty and maintain your joy. It's, no, you're not, you, you grow in it. Praise God. You grow in it. And it's more than likely as you grow in it, God will test you at the two extremes. Maybe at different dimension. When you don't have, when you do have. And watch how you regulate your prayer life. Regulate your joy. Regulate your worship, your praise. He watches you. Ideally, at the extreme of the pendulum, our joy ought not to be tampered with. Says, I have learned, so it can be learned. I have learned the secret of living in every situation. Oh boy. Whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. The key here is contentment. The Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. And we saw that what the Bible calls great wealth or gain is a combo of godliness and the contentment. Hallelujah. So the really wealthy person is not the man who per se amasses wealth as much as a man who is godly and is content. Whether with much or little. Praise God somebody. Praise God somebody. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at what it says in verse 13. You never saw the connection, but I'll show the connection. He says, for I can do everything. Hey, 
through Christ who gives me strength. You know, we've oftentimes quoted that scripture out of context and not altogether bad. I can do all this, you know, yeah. But really, what Paul was clearly referring to here is that it is the power of God, Kuskaneta, is the grace of God that can enable a man to be joyful with an empty stomach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to be joyful, not excessive with a full stomach. He said, it's through Christ. So it's not by power, by might. It's through Christ. That means without the Christ life, you can't do this. Without the Christ life, if you're hungry, you complain and murmur. If you're full, you may become excessive, become arrogant and prideful. It's natural. So you need the Christ life. Oh man, to maintain the balance of when you don't have, when you do have. Somebody said, amen. amen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. That speaks of maturity. Glory to God. Glory to God. And we saw again uh, that, 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 that sometimes it is possible to be seemingly wealthy in the eyes of men, but unfortunately also be a slave to the wealth. Not all the time. It's possible. Except you've learned what Paul learned to go here and to go there when they need be. Your, your so-called wealth uh, may have you and you don't have it. And, and there's nothing as cruel and as wicked for wealth to have anybody. I, I say and I say again that money or wealth makes a wonderful servant, makes a wonderful slave. But listen, wealth and money makes a very wicked master. And unfortunately, money and wealth has mastered souls on the earth today. Has choked them. They don't have peace. They don't have joy. The fruit of the spirit are lacking. Why? Money, mammon, has clutched their souls. They live for money. They kill for money. They, they, they move for money. Talk about money. When they talk about money, they brighten up. You can see mammon. Praise the Lord somebody. That ought not to be so. What it ought to be is you and I are meant to engage Matthew 6.33. That's one of my, my favorite prosperity scripture. What does it say? Seek first the kingdom of God. And what? His righteousness. Guess what happens? And all these things that the Gentiles, they are killing for. Blood money, lying for, signing document for, all of them put together, they begin to pursue you as long as you pursue Christ. That is a way to get blessed. Make Jesus your shepherd. According to Psalm 23 verse 6, when you make him your shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul for his name's sake. Verse 6, surely, goodness. And mercy, guess what? They follow me. They follow you. Follow the shepherd and things will follow you. You won't break out in sweat to walk in abundance. Why? God wants you to be blessed. To walk in abundance. If only you choose him first. Make God your priority. Hallelujah. Alright. We'll go further today. Three warnings Jesus gives regarding our relationship to money or to finances or to properties. Remember I said to you, this course is a major course, not an elective. Number one, Luke 12, 15. And he said unto them, take heed and beware. He said, warning. Beware of covetousness. Hiya. For a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. Is that in your Bible? All right. Look at the NLT. Then he said, Beware. So it's a warning. Beware, God against every kind of greed. Mm. Life is not measured by how much you own. Beloved, it's not enough to hear this message just once, or oh, we've heard it. No. How we know you've heard it 
is when you understand it and it begins to change your choices, your decisions, and your actions. The things that were once a big deal to you, all of a sudden, ain't a big deal. It's only a car. It's only moving from A to B. It's only a house. It's only a transport means. It's only clothing. Yeah, they call it all kinds of labels, designer. Yeah, shoe watch. They're all just, just for clothing. But it takes revelation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To come to the point of seeing things from the eyes of eternity. Then when you see it, you devalue it. And you make what people die over nonsense. Because you know in the light of eternity, it is so. You see, that is the only condition of heart. Listen, please listen. That God will be able to entrust you with the treasure of heaven for this day and this age. And by the way, by the way, by the way, just as important as it is for God to raise preachers, what we call the fivefold ministry of the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist. Listen, it is equally important and critical for God to raise people in the marketplace who are entrusted with wealth. Oh, come on, come on. That was low. Do you know that if you're a businessman, your business is supposed to be an extension of the kingdom? Do you know it's ministry? Dulux is ministry. Uh, uh, something language is ministry. Consultant ministry. Even your working place is designed to be an extension of the kingdom. You see, we in the church, we don't as much understand kingdom as the people of the other faith. That's why when somebody of the other faith gets into a high place job, <laughs> The first thing they do is, where are my people? They begin to employ systematically, calculatively, to change the narrative in a matter of months, years. So by the time they're out of office, the color of that office changed. Why? They understand, they didn't go to their prayer house, they know kingdom. They know when they amass money here and there, it's not just about their own. They know it's about their own faith being extended. But here, believers, oh, shakataba, they get into offices of repute and influence. They fail to understand like Esther. God put you there for such a time as this. Like Joseph, you're in the palace. for so, that, Like Daniel, you're there. But, but they, they, they sit tight and say, oh, we are Christians. We can't do this. It's not right. Oh, you now know what is right and wrong. Nobody says do evil do wrong but we're saying use your influence to raise the kingdom right there then you come out of office all you've done is amass wealth for yourself because you don't want people to that you, you it's about me myself and I you talk clean out typical of Christians in offices talk clean out what you rightfully gave everybody else call your brother who's equally competent you don't want them to know what your burden is. I know that. But be kingdom minded. Because one day you'll be out of that office. And God will ask you. What did you do as an Esther there? Are we still in church? So the judgment we'll face. It's not just about judgment being born again. No, 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 no. We'll be judged as to how effective we use our talents. Ten talents, five or two. How effective, how profitable are you? It's a good, there's a faithful servant. You can be good, born again, heaven but not faithful. Sit down, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of heavenly father. Be faithful. You see, <laughs> I will not be praying for some of you to be elevated. Though. You know why? Because you'll be elevated. You forget God. You forget this house. Forget the kingdom. You go there, chop clean mouth. Oh God, not in the, not, not in the, not in there, not in there, not in there here, not in there. No, not in there here. I'm not saying steal, God forbid. I believe in impeccable integrity and character. Financial right. I believe in it. But I'm saying you are there. And somebody of the other faith is there. They're simply using their influence to be a blessing to their own kingdom. 
do likewise. Employ competent people. Give a fair chance to people of your own faith as well as other people. You know why? Because God is looking for men of character to entrust with amazing wealth for this assignment. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I want to push this hard so that when you come into office as a Joseph, you don't forget why you're there. You're there for a reason. Not because we can, we can campaign, campaign you know, they like you got vote. No, sir, not vote. The men who out campaign you. Time and chance happens to them. All right, number two warning Jesus Christ gave. Matthew 16, 26. is a warning of the danger of losing your soul. Hiya. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul. Ah, yeah. This is inferring, oh boy, that your soul, one soul, is more valuable than the entire world. Saying, what can you possibly exchange for your soul? That when you measure the value of one soul, at least in the eyes of God, it's more valuable than the end. You know why? John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son not for cats dogs rams and goats for human beings he created for souls in the earth so he died for souls praise god he died for souls and he said here hey be careful be careful don't trade your soul for things and in the preceding verses, he shows us what to do as a solution. Verse 24 and 25, Matthew 16. It says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, is a solution now, after me, you come after me, let him deny himself, number one. Number two, let him take up his cross. Number three, let him follow me. Three steps. Self-denial. Number two, taking up your own personal cross. Number three, being willing to follow Christ. It says, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Shall find it. Shall find it. What that scripture is saying is this. If you're willing to lose the lower life, you will find the higher life, the eternal life. Hello, somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So number one, you deny yourself. Number two, you take up your cross daily. You follow him, and then you follow him. Number three, one in Jesus Christ gave regarding property and possessions and wealth, riches, is found in a parable he told about a rich man in Luke 12. Let's pick up from 19. Luke 12, 19. Please write. Note the scriptures. I'm going fast because of time. Luke 12, 19 to 21. And I will say to my soul, this is what the man says now, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool, He called him a fool who believed in amassing wealth. He increased his band to gather. All he saw was time, not eternity. He said, thou fool. He said, thou fool. This night, not tomorrow night, this night, thy soul, not to property you, thy soul, thy soul shall be required of thee. Hear this now. Then, then, who shall those things be which thou hast provided or gathered? Hey. Oh yeah, go, 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 go. So is he that laid up treasure for himself. Hear this now, and is not rich toward God. 
Are mindful of this kind of message that makes us think? As you're thinking, I'm thinking of my life. But you see, the beauty about mock tests <laughs> is that you have the opportunity to test yourself before the examination. So the Bible says, we are to judge ourselves. If we judge ourselves, we'll not be judged by God. So what the word of God does, if you read it, and if you allow it to read you, because we're not just to read the Bible, you're to read it long enough for it to read you. Somebody said, you haven't read the Bible long enough until it begins to read you. What does it do? It's a mirror. It shows you how proud you are, how carnal you are, how envious you are, how jealous you are. So if you don't expose yourself to the word, you may think you're the best guy in the block. But the world will expose you to you. It's a mirror. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So if you don't expose you to you, you can assume you have 100%. But when the Lord will examine us based on the word, say, oh my, all those are there. So the issue is, right now in time, we have the amazing privilege, not just to read the Bible to, uh, to, to become morally right, moral principle. No, 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 no. It's for, it's for, it's for transformation. It's for transfer. It's for metamorphosis. Ayah, ayah. Whilst we, with open face, beholding as in a mirror, 2 Corinthians 3, 18, beholding as in a mirror, the glass of God's word, we are changed. That word change means metamorphosis. How the, 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 the butterfly begins from lava people, uh, uh, caterpillar, and then butterfly. So you're being transformed from what? From glory to glory to glory. Hey, as you've been sitting under the word in this house from January, if you were really under the word and listen, guess what? Your life has been going through metamorphosis from glory to something came in January, something came in February, one in March, one in April, bam, bam, bam. Here now is September, something is coming, and something is coming in October for metamorphosis. And because the ways of God is from grace to grace and glory to glory. Hallelujah. But almost year. To the, the promptings and the and the, the nudgings of the Holy Ghost for us to change in our life. You see, the word of God will either fall on you and crush you, or you can fall on the word and then you'll be broken. It's best to fall on God's word and be broken. Hello, somebody. But if you allow the word to fall upon you, that's crushing, that's judgment. So the best way is when the word comes, realign, adjust, shake it off. Lay aside the weight and the sin that does so easily be said. Because if you think you've gotten away with something now, the light will still shine in the future. Hello, somebody. I know you're very quiet. All right. Praise the Lord, somebody. Ah. Luke 12, 19, 21. Are we done there? No. Thou fool, this night, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that laid up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. That's the emphasis. He warned us about the danger of possibly being rich to ourselves in the eyes of the world, but not quite as rich towards God. So it's not against our being rich if only we are not equally richer towards God than the things are to us. Hello, somebody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It is your walk within, your walk of character within, that recommends how much you can have or you can be a trustee over without tipping your soul. So God wants you to be a trustee of much, but he wants you on your inside to be rock solid in your love for him, your character. You won't sell your soul for money. No, 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 no. You've been tested that he can trust you. So before God trusts you, he will test you. Before God will entrust you, he will test you. And somebody under the sound of my voice, you may not know it, but you've been going through a testing. It's a word for you. Things have been hard, difficult, stormy, tempestuous. You've been so, so, so pressed between a rock and a hard place. You're one, but God, you told me, I'm going to do this for the kingdom. Guess what? I believe you're going through a test. Hello, somebody. You know, just like those 
all TV stations in those days, or uh, NT of those days, when, when there's, there's a blip on the monitor, you hear the announcement, oh, don't touch that dial, it's just a test. I came to announce to you, don't touch that dial, it's just a test. Delays will not last forevermore. No, sir. Oh, my God. You won't be hungry forever. You won't be single forever. You won't seemingly be broke forever. You won't be lonely forever. You won't be without a job forever. But once you're in it, rejoice again. I say, rejoice. Rejoice in season. Rejoice out of season. The Bible declares, weeping may endure for a night. Why? The night is a test. God took about. But joy comes in the morning. I came to speak a word for somebody whose night is about to terminate. Get ready, get ready, get ready. It's about to break into a new day. Somebody shout, yes, yes, yes. A new day is on the rise. For logic, a new day is on the rise. For Nigeria, a new day is on the rise. 2023 shall be a turning point for Rajik. 2023 shall be a turning point for Nigeria. Shout a big amen. Light out of darkness. The night has been long. Koniada. But like Elijah on the mountain, he declared, I hear the sound of our abundance of rain. Church, as one sent to you, to this city, to this nation, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Yes, I do. It looks dark. It's worrisome. People are running out of Nigeria, but I've told them, you will come back, we will sell land to you. is it that people are running out but foreigners are running in come on come look go to the airport they're coming in in droves why they smell what you don't smell they see what you don't see they hear what you don't hear but i came to announce to you nigeria 2023 get ready for a rebirth what you see what you hear are only birth pangs there is no woman pregnant who is crying, I feel birth pang. Guess what? Birth pang is a part of the process for the birth. We are the ninth month. Roderick is giving birth. Your water is about to break. It's a new season. Clap your hands or you say, Shout to your God with a voice. Ah, must try to be rich toward God. Hallelujah. So the key, the key is to be rich towards God. The key is to relate appropriately to material things. In the words of Jesus, in John 10, 18, it says, No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. <laughs> I have power. To lay it down. Hey, have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. Let, let me say what I hope will make an indelible mark in your heart. Anything that is allowed to die never rises the same way. Let me say it again. Anything allowed to die never rises the same way. Whatever is not allowed to die remains the same. Please let it get into your spirit, man. The vision God gave you, the dream God gave you, at some point in your journey to pursuing fulfillment of the dream and the vision, there will be a demand for the death of the vision. I pray you get this over. Let me help you out. Three psalmists, they sing. They sing. They sing the same song, Psalm 23. One sings, 
Psalm 23, and goes away. Two things, Psalm 23, goes away. The third one, Psalm 23, they go away. But when they sang, there's something you heard in one of them. It wasn't the song. It was death. I pray you get this. You know, this thing is, is magani. It's for healing of the soul. It's not one that makes you jump. Hey, 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 I'm blessed, I'm blessed. You're blessed. This makes you blessed. So saves your soul. Let me say it again. Three sank. There's some so They have been rehearsing, they've been practicing. They've been, oh, they are the same, same practice. But the only difference is the degree of death of one of them. So Apostle Paul says, once we die, we give you life. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He says in 1 Corinthians 15, 31b, I die daily. Now, you don't like dying. I know so. I don't speak of physical death. I speak of you being willing to lay down everything he calls for you to lay down. Vision. Dream. <clears throat> okay, you've dated a girl for seven years. You've invested time. And your soul, she said, look, look, God, I've, I've gone too far to go back. But you know God is not your wife or your husband, vice versa. <laughs> and you can be stubborn to go ahead because it's logical. We've been, we've been long on this matter. God said, let go, let go, let go, let go. Die to this thing. And you enter and then you meet hell. But you know, if you allowed yourself to die to that thing, God will resurrect something better and sweeter. You become grateful that that thing died. I'm giving you a practical illustration. The young lady testified. She was working in a place. God said, six months time, you, you run out of this job. Do you hear? When the time came, she was afraid. It's logical. Why would I leave? How would I eat? How would I clean myself? But she became so clear that I'm playing Kalu Kalu with God. Half in, half out. And she left. And the rest is history. She testified today. I'm saying, you must die to certain things. Right. And, Except a corn of wheat fodder and die. John 12, 24. It abides alone. The word of Christ, he said that, that I have the power to lay down my life and power to take it again. Any ministry you see giving life, somebody died. Yes. Write this down. Samus, preachers, deacons, somebody died. Something died. Something valuable died. It looks wonderful. It's easy. No, something died. The way to be detached to things is to be willing to die to things. Please, I pray you get this message. It will really recalibrate our lives and then God can trust us with much. He wants to entrust us, but not at the risk of losing our souls. Finally, one more script. Proverbs 11. 24, 25. A way to stay above board is to strive to be liberal and generous. Yes, it is. It's not what we amass. It's what has passed through our hands. It's more blessed to give. Acts 20, 35, than to receive. Proverbs 11, 24, 25 says, There is that scattering. KJV, scattering. That scatter means to give, to be liberal. And yet, increase it. My God. My God. My God. And there is that withholdeth. It's stingy, miserly. More than his meat. We're not going to be reckless, be careless. No, 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 no. Just more than his meat. But it tendeth to poverty. The liberal shall be made fat. And he that watereth shall be watered also himself. Rise up on your feet and thank the Lord for the gift of eternal life. Can you thank him this hour? We're about to praise him. We're about to praise him. Hiya. Can you praise him? Praise him for the gift of Jesus in our lives that we are not children of the devil, but Jesus is our senior brother and the Father God is our Father. Can you bless the Lord? You can say, Abba, Father. If you can't, we'll lead you in prayer just now. And then you can praise with joy that you've come into the family of faith. Hallelujah. Somebody thank him as a child.
as a son, as a daughter. Thank you, Lord, that I can lift my hands unto you without a sense of guilt nor condemnation. Can you receive grace to serve him with your all, your spirit, your soul, your body, your mind? Lord, grace I receive to serve you with my all. Ayah, ask the Lord to clothe you with a garment of praise. At this hour, you praise him. And this is how you praise your way into October. Ayah. Dege, 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 dege. Oh Lord, release upon us a genuine garment of praise. Whoa, whoa, whoa. As you praise him this morning, miracles will be released over us. Oh yes, oh yes. Garments will be changed. Makagabayaka. We'll step into a new season indeed. We'll be established in the new season in the place of praise and joyfulness. Lord, we we'll thank you. You've done all things well. Left nothing undone. Accept our praise and our worship in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Eyes closed, head, head bowed, giving the privacy of the moment to some here and online, not born again. You're saying, man of God, pray with me. I want to turn my life to you. All I desire for you to do is where you are without coming out, shoot your right hand to the sky. I want to see you from here and then an usher will identify you. Same pray with me. I want to turn my heart to the Lord. Or I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. Hands up, back, front, middle, wherever you are. Right hand, wave it, wave it, wave it, wherever you are, wave it. Wherever you are, ownership at the back, middle, wave it, wave it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Usher's looking for any hands around you. If they're there, just put a card in their hands. Hallelujah. Online, yeah, indicate on the, yes, I see a card over there. All right, let's pray together. Keep your hands up until the card comes in your hand. But let's pray together in faith. Let's pray, people of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to hear you, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart as I invite you, Jesus. Be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me all of my sins. With my heart, I believe unto righteousness. With my mouth, I confess unto salvation. I am blood-washed, blood-bought child of the living God. Bye-bye to my past. I embrace the future that God has released unto me. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. Thank you for the privileges that I in Christ. Now I worship you. I'll praise you with liberty in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We believe that you have been tremendously blessed by the ministry of Apostle Goodhart Obi Ekweme. It is our conviction that this message has begun a mighty work in your life, and we pray that the grace for prompt obedience to the Word of God will rest upon you. We look forward to hear and celebrate your testimonies with great expectations.